gosh, I I'm so excited. I say that every week, but I am excited. Um, there is a little bit different energy about the podcast today for me because we're filming on the day that I'm launching it, which I have not done for months. For months, I've been pre pre scheduled or pre recording with people because I've been doing this summer series. So it feels really cool to know that you know, like in less than six hours, people are going to hear this, which is so cool. So. Happy podcasting day. This is Rachel Vote, and this is a good girl's guide, too. So uh, if you are here, you're probably not new, which I appreciate, and I love you to death. So don't forget uh, to start screenshotting, uh, sharing this in your story, tagging me, or just sending it to me directly or telling us that you listen to it. It's so great. You have no idea how much it means to me. Most importantly, you have no idea what it means to the guests that have been on the show. Uh, they, I don't like to call it a show. It's not what it is. The podcast. Let's just keep calling it that. Anyway, <laughs> so um, just let us know how, how you're vibing with this. And um, this is where you can tune in almost weekly to get some free content just about everything when it comes to personal development, spiritual growth, all that kinds of stuff surrounding your wealth, relationships, mental and physical well-being, spirituality, and your purpose. Uh, so if free is your thing, then you're in the right place, of course. But make sure to go over to Facebook where you can find me at A Good Girl's Guide 2 every Monday, mostly. Uh, there's free, con drop uh, free content dropping as well about all of those five categories I just listed. If you are specifically wanting to raise your vibration, <laughs> nope. Pun intended, I did not even mean that. <laughs> I got a sexual wellness and intimacy building group. We're going to be 18 years or older and a feminine energy uh, majority to get into that private group. You cannot find it. You cannot search for it. We have to get you in there. So let me know. Um, that's got free content as well as access to aids to getting into that community if you want to. Spicing things up. Getting your God-given pleasure, whichever. Okay? And uh, in addition to that, of course, we do empowerment classes. Last Wednesday of every month, this is a really great way in a group setting via Zoom to um, either introduce yourself to personal development or re-energize yourself if you need to take a break or whichever uh, may have happened. Happens to all of us in our journey as we continue to find, I think. And then lastly, of course, the one-to-one -one sessions, which is the most popular uh, when it comes to working directly with me in this type of work. <laughs> I am going to have to reset my mouth. Okay. Uh, but anyways, my point is, is that's really good. If you maybe feel really lost, like I feel like that's like, it's, a, it's two extremes. It's either people are so lost that like, I don't even know where to go, but I know that you've been going through this yourself. Can you tell me what's going on? And it's these other people like our guests today who had some very clear focus and sharp clarity about, I know where I want to go and I'm super frustrated and I'm not there yet. So one-to-ones are fantastic. So just make sure to hit me up at a good girl's guide too. Uh, that's at Gmail. If you prefer Gmail, Facebook Messenger is the easiest way to get a hold of me. But that is the same handle on all my TikToks, uh, <laughs> all my platforms. So like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. So anyways, uh, I think that was three minutes, but I'm, I'm trying to get that easier and faster. But I digress. I want to get into today, okay? So, um, I already said who I am. My guest, as I mentioned, uh, is someone super, super special to me. This is Alicia, and I'm going to have her tell you a little bit about who she is in a little bit. But um, to give you a little background, as I mentioned, well, I was just telling her right before we, we launched into this that I'm like, oh, here's how it's going to go. Here's how it's going to go. But I will just say it right now that the reason I chose for her to be one of my people like I, when I had I had a list I'm like she was like at the top of it is because the most rewarding thing about the summer podcast series with having guests come on is that each one of these people are people I know I didn't have any guests that I'd never met before I, and that's to come if you want to do sexual wellness and intimacy building kinds of conversations around that but these are people that I hand selected because I knew they could bring something to the table. I knew that they had a story to tell. They had an obstacle they have overcome. Uh, and you are just, you and Jess, Jess Lott was the one of my guests who we talked about her personal development. Very, very similar stories in terms of contact, um, which is going to sound funny because it sounds like I'm like hyping you up because these are people who have been on teams with me before, but that has zero relevance to where these women are today. Um, and I have coaching clients who have never worked with me in business who are, also um, parts of the podcast series as well. So again, I digress. My point is, is that to have such an honor to watch this person grow, you, Alicia, that's what I'm talking about, um, is why I asked her to be here because I, I truly just want a new narrative introduced. I, I know I talk a lot about me and that's part of the journey. And everybody who's come on has talked about whatever niche or something much that they could contribute to because they live and breathe it. Uh, but today is like quite literally just the story of 
what I said, like what, what some struggle she's overcome, but most importantly where she is today, because the mentality that Alicia has is something that will be completely infectious by the end of this podcast. I like dare you not to be inspired or get the truth bumps or not um, giggle or even smile along with us because it's going to be a really great story. So that's why I've asked her to be here today. Um, our history goes back far far and we're not going to get into too much detail again because like, the business part doesn't matter but what I have always been truly honored is the edification of, of Alicia. Alicia is one of the first people in my life who I truly genuinely authentic authentically felt I can't even I don't even know what the word is like it's not about respect like I don't know but I'll just tell you okay so like when we met each other we were in the same business but she was under a different downline and um, that didn't work out for whatever reasons. And there was a there was a rule in our business that you could not rejoin in our business if you had been inactive for less than three years. So basically, if you didn't get along with your upline, your upline retired or whatever, you didn't feel like you were support. It doesn't matter if you just decided for whatever reason you would choose to work with somebody else. The rule was you had to basically retire yourself from the business and wait three years and then rejoin. And Alicia freaking did that. <laughs> She did that. Literally. Literally, she did that. We had like a countdown clock and it, it was not even like she had a bad relationship with her upline. It just, it just was what it was. And that's what made it even more like exciting because we were just waiting for that to kind of happen. And we, we remained friends throughout that. We partied together several times. Um, but the, yes, the end of that is this like the amount of effort the universe put into making sure we stayed together until we could really work together was just awesome. So yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and switch it to you. So that's a history. We've been like in my business, I've been in now nine years. We've probably known each other eight and a half of those and started working together like so three years after. So we've been working together for five or six years at least. So yeah. So yes, please tell them. And I mean, she's even done a podcast with me before, but can't find it because it was not on this platform, (laughs) but it was also an amazing podcast uh, about her story. So I'll just let her get into that. So yes, please tell us a little about uh, who you are, where, where you come from and why you feel like you're here today. Okay. So I am Alicia, as she said, um, I am a mother, an entrepreneur, um, and I believe I'm a giver of light because I absorb energy. I feel like some people would say, you know, in, in, in past things like that, but I feel energies. I have grown immensely. I feel like that's a lot of the reason why I got invited to this podcast, um, is especially cause on the, on my journey of personal development, um, I have literally became a completely different person. And I have been through more things probably than most people will ever see in their life in my short 30 years of life. Um, But I feel like I have overcame in so many different ways that it has helped me become a different person. And I feel like that's something that I hopefully can inspire other people to get through the things that they go through with positivity Mm because that's what I've embraced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just for context, um, because as we were talking about, like you and I were working together, um, kind of, I mean, obviously throughout, but you were, we were still a part of the organization at the same time when that kind of started to take off. And you had just recently disclosed to me that you were like, oh, I followed you from then on out, even when we weren't working together. I mean, and we had talked, but not, not a whole lot. What, this is not like now, this is not like an edification I'm asking for. Like, but what was it, (laughs) what was it really more about? Like you, you knew that what I was talking about was like, it wasn't a fallacy. Like it wasn't a fluke. Like it wasn't just a trend. Like what was it about it that you saw? Like, this is something I could do too. Um, well, (laughs) I, if I'm understanding your question, uh, correctly, it's like, I feel like the moment when it went from, because I used to follow you. I followed you through your personal development journey as well. And I feel like, I don't remember how long ago it was. I think it was right before you had your daughter. Um, But I watched you go through a really hard time in your life. Like I've told you this before, like that literally, like when I watched you literally become a different person Mm -hmm. in front of my eyes. And we weren't like super close. That's what made me reach out to you and like want to connect on a deeper level even than we ever had before was because even though it was something totally different from what I had ever gone through, it was a totally different scenario than I've ever been in. I literally watched myself through you. Mm-hmm. 
because the way that you like grew through things, you didn't, you effed up. You like was a hot mess, <laughs> but I felt that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And literally watching, and it's not literally like that I like wanted to be you or anything like that, but it inspired me that, Hey, like, even though that's something totally different than what I go through, like I sat there and watched you rebuild yourself and you're not perfect to this day, but you're happy. Yeah. And that's what, that's one of my biggest motivations in life is to be happy Yeah. because I've felt happiness, but at the end of the day, happiness is a feeling positivity is a choice like and I watched you choose that no matter how broken you were you know you chose positivity and it literally changed how you think it changed how you live it changed all that and then so I started thinking to myself and what's crazy I've told you this before it's been a long time since I told you this but literally what changed everything was a book that I got for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You remember that book? <laughs> it's a book that Rachel gave me for Christmas a couple years ago. And it literally took me a year to read it. And now I'm not like super into books, but I mean, I like uh, books that can get my brain thinking. But I read this book and I got through two chapters and then I had to reread it because I was so mind blown. And then it took me about another four months to grasp the next four chapters of the book because I just had to keep rereading it because everything in the book and it's not like, you know, the whole we don't know what is or what isn't. We just know yeah. what we believe. Right. You know, right. but it literally like opened up my brain and to show me that, you know, no matter what it is that we go through, there's a reason we're supposed to be going through it. Mm-hmm. And you can either choose to be positive or you can choose to be negative. The only thing that matters in a situation is not what's happening. It's how you react to it. Right. Because, like, literally, I have this conversation with my boyfriend all the time where, you know, there's always BS that we're dealing with. There's always something happened. There's always an unexpected bill or, you know, issues at work or we're not getting along, getting on each other's, whatever. You know, the dog's sick. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. My stink broke, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, all of that doesn't matter. What matters is my mind frame going into that and my mind frame coming out. Um, and I think, you know, you know a lot about my history, but like the listeners probably don't, but like I have gone through addiction. I have nine years recovery from meth. Um, but you know, when I was actively using and even after I was actively using, I, I used that as a crutch. I used that as coping mechanism, a coping mechanism, a lot of that. And even after I quit using like that lifestyle, was just something that I was used to. And I stayed miserable, literally, because I wasn't happy because I wasn't high. Even though I had these amazing children, I may have had an amazing job, may have had amazing everything, but I was still miserable because my mind would not let me be happy because I chose what I knew. And I feel like I've, I've like become this person slowly but gradually who shares I'm going to call it wisdom Mm -hmm. because I feel wiser for knowing it. Um, But that literally we control the outcome of our life. Every, every single day we get faced with choices today. It may be how we react to whatever situation, but however we respond to that is going to dictate how our day ends. Absolutely. So, you know, when, when that, when life hits you with that, whatever the day is going to bring, you know, you either choose to react to that positively or you let it leave you hurt in the dirt. I use that reference a lot. I don't know if I told you that on our last one, but I have used that reference a lot because I am growing. Like I tell people who say, you just do not seem like the same person anymore. I tell them, thank you because yeah. I am not, I am not in a year from now. Uh, you know, I will be somebody that nobody will recognize. I don't want to be the same person. I want to continue to grow and I want to continue, you know, to improve myself in the world around me mm-hmm. because it is possible. Like literally it's all a mind frame. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that I don't have crappy days. That doesn't mean I don't have crappy moods sometimes, or it's hard for me to deal with things. I'm not a superwoman, but literally the way I react to these situations that I let, and it's not that I don't feel 
anger or fear or anxiety because I those are all very real feelings I suffer from anxiety I suffer from depression um you know I have a lot of probably some PTSD I had I have a lot of things that I've been through Mm -hmm. and I still have things happen to me because of those but I react differently so therefore it affects me differently and I feel like that's something that nobody could ever take that from me well because once you know you can't unknow exactly i was just thinking that like it's 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 literally like once it's in your brain it's not i don't even think it's like a belief system well, i think it's knowing like yeah a yeah. knowing that you don't have to know like i don't have to know the reasoning behind why my car broke down i just need to know that there's a reason that it did and if i'm supposed to fix it it will the the means will come right whether i gotta work my ass off to get it or you know if i have to get a new car whatever the case may be Every situation, I do everything that I can positively. Yeah. Yeah. And then it works itself out. Right. It just literally does. It's kind of gnarly. It literally does, but it's hard. It's such a hard concept because like what we, what we, what, what we're saying, talking about right now and everything you just said for like the last three minutes was like, um, cliche after cliche after cliche, truthful cliche, but I remember hearing things like that and, you know, like, okay, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. And that's the problem is that, you know, people are blind to the real meaning behind it because it's been watered down just by repetitive words without explanation, I would say. So I want to take a second just to let people know, like, so this book, The Four Agreements is um, something (laughs) I do highly recommend. Um, That was a year that that's actually what I chose to buy. All of the team members was a personal development book. That was specifically picked for each of them. A lot of the women got the Four Agreements book, but not everybody got the same book. And that was intentional. And what I loved about the Four Agreements and why I picked it for so many of them um, was because it was so quick, fast, efficient, to the point. It was not muddy. Like, it wasn't too woohoo-y or high level. It was, like, not, like, something you would need to have had a couple of years of personal development. Like, it was, like... Yes, and it just made sense. And so um, I, I encourage everybody to read it. You can even listen to it on YouTube if you don't want to get the book. But um, yeah, agreement number one is to be impeccable with your word. Agreement number two is to do not take anything personally. Agreement number three is to not make assumptions, which is a big one. And uh, agreement number four is to always do your best. So check that book out for sure. And something else I wanted to say was that you had talked about, like, you know, um, in being in recovery, which was what our lot, the first podcast we did together is what we got to talk about, which was just awesome, um, to get to hear about again, that journey of where you're at to, from where you came from. So you were fresh in sobriety when you and I got to know each other, which is awesome. But so you had said, you know, um, when you got clean that you were still miserable. And I think that this is just an important point because I know you said, I've got these great things and I don't know how, I mean, people are going to feel how they feel like, well, how could you be depressed if you had that? Oh, I mean, I think we all know because we all have had a tinge of this kind of thing. But the most important part of that was because, as you so vividly said, you had been using drugs as your coping mechanism. Well, you removed your coping mechanism but had still not allowed yourself to process. We were still trying to get rid of those icky feelings and try to get through them without even knowing what they were or whatever. And so that's why you were still miserable, and that's why there has been the change is because you're no longer pushing them aside for as long the rug is not as big or whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I like also is that, um, as you had mentioned, is that I believe that was what happened as well in the beginning when things started shifting over here, when people started paying way more attention, and, or at least when I started noticing, like more people in the inbox, more likes, whatever, whatever. Um, you're right. It was like positivity. Is all about like a positive mindset and finding the lesson and everything. And that I believe is what newbie personal development feels like. When it starts clicking, it's like you, you're you on a high of being able to just eh, like let shit go. Like nothing can really bother you. And even sometimes like things that you would think would like maybe stress with a partner and you're just kind of like, it's okay, babe. Just like let it go. You know, that gets to a point for everybody, I think at some point where <laughs> they're like, I can't stand this bitch anymore. Like, have a bad day already. <laughs> have a bad day. And it's really important we talk about it because I I feel like I, I rode that high for like a year to a year and a half. And 
I feel also very fortunate because nobody was up in my face telling me, like, how dare you? Like, I do know that people were feeling that way, but nobody was, like, raining on my parade. Maybe that's why I got to ride that high for so long. But there is something really powerful that shifts that, you know, again, that's the feeling of the newbie high is the positivity and finding that lesson. And then I truly feel like what happens for a lot of us is that we go through the first dark night of the soul where it's like, then you crash really hard because something inevitably bad happens that's bad enough that crashes you through the wall that you had built yourself up through being able to withstand and now you're really devastated number one you're confused as hell because you thought you were more resilient after everything you just felt and went through and number three now you have no idea how to handle and process these things because you thought you'd been building the tool belt to allow yourself to save get saved from here and so it switches after you survive the second dark night of the soul, it switches from what you so perfectly said from like a hype of positivity to wisdom. You see it through a different lens. Like I am less annoying now than I was when I first started my (laughs) journey. Right. Like I, I I see my stories. Okay. It's such an evolution because it goes from like, I hate my job. I hate my baby's daddy 12 years ago to like last year. It was like, look at these trees blowing in the wind on my Facebook stories. (laughs) You know, like, I love it. I still, I I still feel that way, but I'm not, I'm not sharing it as much on social media. You know what I mean? That's all right, though. But (laughs) I know, and I feel you, but like, honestly, I feel like, so my, you kind of were there for my, you know, downfall after my first, like, I was doing so good, you know, things were crappy, but I still had a great mindset, and then all of a sudden, but with me, I feel like it was a little bit different when I had that first dark night, or whatever you call it, Um, it it was a bunch of little things Mm -hmm. that just threw me over the end, you know, instead of, like, having one big thing that was just like, I can't take this anymore. You know, I've been doing everything I can, and this just sucks still. I don't understand it. It was like a whole bunch of little things, and it was almost like life was nitpicking. Uh, Why does all these little things have to go wrong when I'm trying my hardest? I'm working seven days a week, 15 hours a day. I'm doing taking care of my kids and doing this and doing this and doing this, but things aren't falling in place because it wasn't when I wanted it to fall into place. Right, right. I think what I kind of got from that was that you have to trust the process. Because as much as, like, now, like, don't get me wrong, it's not like things that suck don't suck. I still feel all the the annoyance, the pain, the hurt, or whatever from the little things that happen, and even the big things. But I learned that, like, as much as I thought I wasn't good, like, I thought I'm going back, you know, that when you see Facebook posts that say, I'm slowly going back to that dark place I never wanted to go back to, things like that. Like, that hurts my heart every time I see that. Because I felt that, mm-hmm. like, because on my personal development journey, like I've backslide multiple times and like, it literally is okay Right. because every time I go through a situation where I, you know, everybody now is like, you know, oh, everything she's, she's always just speaking positivity. She's like, well, what, what's the good thing with this? And they're like, okay, there's no good thing, but I always try to find one. Because that's part of my growth. That's part of what I need. But even when I don't do that, when my feelings put me, when I go through a depression bout or when I go through an anxiety bout and I just, I lose control, if will. You know, it may seem very minor to other people, you know, but it still puts a lot of strain on my soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I still go through those times, but I don't go through them as long. Right. I don't stuck in there because I stayed stuck in that mind frame for 25 years because the whole first half of my life sucked you know what I mean like literally since I was a kid like my life sucked I had I mean I had people that loved me but I like I went through more things by the time I was 20 than most people could even imagine and I was okay but I was very mentally unstable. Mm. I was very negative mindset on everything. Like I had these wonderful children. I had this wonderful life and I always self-sabotaged. I destroyed things before it destroyed me. And it just literally was a revolving cycle. But then things started changing. I started seeing things. I learned about manifestation. I started reading self-help books. I started, you know what I mean? And it literally, I chose 
to try something different. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing, but it feels good. It feels right. And then not always. It doesn't always feel like I sometimes I want to say after everything I've done to get this far, why the hell do I have to go through this shit again? You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I trust the process because there's a reason I'm going through everything I'm going through because there is an Alicia that I'm going to meet. I'm going to introduce y'all to two years from now. And you're going to be like, holy shit, that's (laughs) not even the same person. But that's the goal. Like, I want to continue growing to this person that I am meant to be. Yeah. And it's not going to stay stuck, stuck hurt in the dirt or grow. Yeah. I'm going to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's uh, one of the things, though, that I still struggle with a lot that I'm sure anybody in personal development can relate to is I am struggling with finding the equal balance into who is going to grow with me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have, I have made it very, very known what my intentions are as growing into a person and where I don't want to stay and where I, you know, and so I still struggle with, you know, balancing the fact that I went from somebody who was a very social person, very social, had hundreds of friends. And now, like, I have a lot of acquaintances and I have a lot of people that I care about but like the actual number of people that I let in my garden has dwindled down to who will fit. You know what I'm saying? And like at the same time, it's hard finding a lot of other people who are on the same mind frame as you when you're on this path of growing and you know, people are, a lot of people don't understand like they, you know, the woohoo side of stuff that I don't even understand. You know what I mean? But my eyes are more open to that. So when I, that's one of the things I love about you, <laughs> Rachel, uh, is because, you know, you, we don't have the same belief system. We don't have the same, you know, background, anything like that, but we connect with knowing that there's more than we'll ever know. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I don't know if it's maybe we just use a little bit more of our brain because we've been opened up to that or what, you know what I mean? I have no idea, but it's hard finding the right plants to go in the garden. Yes. And sometimes like, and, and, you know, I, I stop looking like, that's the thing. Like I always wanted my garden per se, that's my life to be full of people because that's, I, I always need people to need me. I love, like, I love helping people. I love being there for people. I love being somebody's person. You know what I mean? Like that's just, I've always had that, that's a security for me. When people need me, then that makes me feel good. Right. But right. like I've had to adjust to the fact that I need to start looking at who I need. Because if I want to grow, regardless of where that growth takes me in life, like I have to surround myself like with like-minded people. And not that I need to like isolate from the whole world and only talk to people who are on the same, you know, mind frame as me. Like that's not what I'm saying because like Take me and Rachel, for instance, we have, our lives are completely different. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have similarities. I mean, but I, I, (laughs) I familiarize more with your husband than I do with you on lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, but spiritually, like, even though we're on totally different paths, like we get it. We look at each other and we get it. You know what I mean? So like you're, you're going to go through bullshit i'm gonna go through bullshit we're all gonna go through bullshit but it's how we react to it like we try to find the positive and it doesn't matter i don't care about somebody's religion or how many kids they got or how many baby daddies they got or how many jobs they've worked in the last year none of that matters to me i don't i don't judge people by any means but like when i'm trying to find the people to surround my life now i want to find people who are growing and i found that crazily in strangers more than I have my friends. I know. I know. Because now I have people who, I mean, maybe not like having like deep connections, but with me just opening my own business and making connections with all these new people, like I find the growth is there. Like people want to grow. People want to change, but we're all just scared. We do what we know because it's easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. 
So I think, you know, like when you said, I'm not sure what it is. Um, I think a lot of people feel that way too. And I don't know that I'm right, but I, or like, this is the answer is not what I'm, what I meant to say. But I think part of this is like, when you start to have faith and faith is like, again, in the thing you can't see knowing that there is more to it and that kind of stuff. It's because you're starting to let down your resistance and resistance is really it. You know, like when we're fear-based, we're resistant. And we think that that's like a sense of control. But when you start to go in with the, eh, it is what it is, meh. You know, that's when you you truly accept the largest cliche of all that everything happens for a reason. And so when you're right. talking about like finding the positivity in everything, it is possible. And I think that what I try, at least in my brain, what I've been trying to switch my vernacular around it is instead of like thinking about what's the positive side of this, it's more like what lesson am I learning? You know, um, one of my favorite things I hold close to my heart, so would be, I just call her my spiritual advisor because she's, she's basically my second mom, but, um, she's closer in terms of inspiration than my real mother. So I grapple with that, but she's taught me so much in my life. My point is, is that I was venting to her one day about my biological mother and, um, through a voice message. And I said, you know what? I just needed to get that out. Thank you so much. Um, that was really just me telling the universe, I'm so grateful for the reminder of the kind of mom I don't want to be. And she voice messaged me back and she's in her 60s. And she was like, oh my God, you just gave me the biggest revelation ever. She's like, I can, I can thank my mother for giving me that as well. I've never been able to figure out one positive thing that I got from my relationship with my mother. And that is it. And that was just huge. It was just so big. And that that was where the shift was. It was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not necessarily what I got out of it. It's maybe what I was. Because you still got what you're supposed to get out of it. It's maybe not the the package is there, but what's on the inside was not what you thought it was. You know? Yeah. Or, or even vice versa, you could say the, the, the present was still there, but it was in a different package. Right. right. So... Well, and you don't have to look at like a positivity, in my opinion. Like it's not even that you have to find the positive out of a situation. You just have to find the positive in yourself while you're going through the situation. Yeah, that's true too. Whatever, whatever that may be. You know, like that situation, like you know, with her finding that that aha moment with what she can take from her relationship with her mom, even though obviously it must not have been good. Um, but that was, that's clarity with for herself. Like in that, there's some situations that like you're, you can sit there and say, well, let me look at the positive and you just can't find one, but say you go through something tragic and you're able to still be there for your family or you're able to hold your partner's hand while you go through this situation, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that can be the positive positiveness from them. You know what I mean? The situation itself, there's some situations you can't find positivity in because you don't understand them. Right. But as long as you like counteract whatever happened with a positive mindset that no or with a trusting mindset with faith that you know you're it's going to help you to do whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing you yeah. know what i mean yeah i know you know what i mean but yeah. it's hard to explain because i don't want to seem like like ununderstandable you know what i mean mm-hmm. not understandable you know because yeah. not everybody has the same mind frame either so i'm not like oh you know this crazy awful thing happened well just look at it positively right like, sometimes sometimes you just can't do that and the yeah. fact of acknowledging that you're hurt that's something that can be a positive thing acknowledging you know that whatever you're going through that you're going to get through it regardless that can be positive you know what i'm saying like there's so many levels to the shit it's nuts yeah yeah oh yeah and i mean it just starts with taking one level at a time Hmm. like i'm still not where i'm gonna be like like i try to be positive and i try to have that positive mind frame but my day still sucks sometimes oh yeah but like that, like that for agreements book, like literally I just do my best every day. And sometimes my best sucks, but I wake up the next day and try to do my best. And it's usually different, you know? Right. right. Well, and that's, Game um, that's, <laughs> that's actually something that leads me into what I wanted to talk about as well, because, um, how, so how, how long would you say you've been 
like present like intentionally aware of growing yourself um well i think i probably i i started wanting to do it probably about four years ago four years you know but yeah i'd say that's when i when i noticed that i wanted to to change because my mindset was not my end goal was not to be happy my end goal was to not be miserable Mm -hmm. you know so like probably about four years ago is when i decided like hey I got to try to figure out something to make me not miserable because I don't like this. Right. And, and probably about three years ago was the first time. Wow. Has it been three years? I don't know. It was one of the first times that you did one of your personal development classes. How long has that been? Oh, um, yeah. About that time now. It's been probably about two uh, and a half. Three years ago? Two and a half. So like, yeah. Okay. So that was the first time that I actually like made a step towards it. I'd done a lot of listening. I'd done a lot of thinking and, you know, wanting to change, but not like wanting to have to put the work in to try to figure out how to change. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then probably, uh, honestly, probably like a little over a year ago was when I felt like I actually started putting the actual effort into change. And that's when I signed up to see a therapist. I started doing one-on-ones with you. I started reading personal development books. I started making gratitude lists almost daily. I said, you know what I mean? Like there's like literally it's, it's been an evolution and that's kind of crazy to think. (laughs) People might think that's crazy to say, but it literally has because a, a person that I was a year ago today is unrecognizable mind wise mm-hmm. like a body i still look similar but uh you know my mind frame wise like i'm completely evolved into a different person and i feel that in my soul so like that it, what's crazy about it though is it's after after probably just a couple months of me doing this like i had not a vision like i didn't see stuff you know what I'm saying? But I started looking at myself differently. Instead of focusing on, you know, how am I going to oh, wrap my brain around being a mom to all these kids and dealing with some relationship problems I was dealing with and how am I going to deal with this and how am I going to deal with that? I started looking at what can I deal with? What is there? What is something that I can do to try to better my life. And then I started thinking deeper than that. And what's crazy though is a year ago, so last October, um, I went through a bunch of stuff with my boyfriend. We were in super bad terms, we weren't together. I was going through stuff mentally, physically I was sick. Like I just wasn't taking care of myself. My kids probably hated me because I just wasn't, no, I shouldn't say that. I know they didn't hate me, but they definitely didn't get their, my best effort at being the best mom to them. And so that I beat myself up even as I was doing that. And I was just like in a sick place. And then I started doing my art. I started making resin art and just for fun, tried to hang out with friends again. And it became a little business. And then all of a sudden it evolved. And like, it was last October And I sat there and I said to myself, okay, I had to come up with $2,000 in a week to buy a new car. And um, not only did my dog's barking, sorry. Not only did I come up with $2,000 in a week to buy a new car, I set a goal. I said, if I can do this in a week and come up with enough money to buy a new car, I have a dream that I've been thinking about doing for years. And I said, if I can come up with two, uh, uh, this much money in this much time, there's no reason I can't just put my foot down and save my ass off, take advantage of this talent that I have, and create my business for myself. And I made a game plan. I looked up how much it was going to cost me to buy my food truck, which is what my dream was. And I started writing my menus out. I started, you know, hitting our I started joining groups on Facebook 
of uh, food truck groups and all this stuff. I met with a financial advisor and talked to them for hours about, you know, what does it literally take to open a business? And this was all like, you know, I had a six month goal and I thought there's no way I can do this, but I'm going to do my damnedest. And so I did everything I could think of. I reached out to my resources. I talked to people that had been through it before. I reached out to other food truck owners. I got opinions. I got this. I got that. And I worked my ass off 15 hours a day in my little craft room, making as much little crafty stuff as I could. And I sold probably $30,000 worth of art in six months. And literally almost six months to the day that I made that goal, I went and bought my food truck and I brought it home. But you know, that literally, like I had literally been planning that for five years. I had been wanting to do that for so long, but something changed in my brain. And I said, I need to have a different goal. My goal needs to be happiness and whatever I see as my happiness, that's what I need to fight for. I need to stop fighting to try to fix all the things that are wrong and start fighting for what's supposed to be right. Mm -hmm. You know, and in my brain, I embrace that as positivity. But it's it's going to be different for everybody. But the thing is, changing is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it literally sucked nine, tens, nine out of ten days, you know? But I didn't give up because, I mean, that's not in my DNA. But I worked harder than I ever had for anything. And I got it. But I think so much of that was my mind frame going into it because not only did COVID happen and all the stupid BS that came with that, you know, and so I'm sitting here and I'm trying to sell art. I can't go to work because my kids keep getting sent home from school. So they're doing homeschooling and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, you know, all this stuff was on my plate while I was trying to save money for this food truck. And why do I got to keep paying this stupid rent every month? And why does my electric bill go up so high in the winter? You know, all this stuff and all the only money I have is what's coming in from this business that I'm trying and I'm trying, I'm trying. But at the end of the day, literally everything worked out how it was supposed to. Because as much as nine out of 10 of those days sucked, I was grateful 10 out of 10 of those days. And no matter how much crap I went through every single day, I remain grateful for everything that I had gotten through. You know what I mean? So that that's my positivity. You know, there's, there's, I don't know. I yeah. feel like I'm one of those people, like I'm positivity and pressure, but yeah, yeah but that's I'm just okay. going to call myself a light beacon. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. So, yeah. So I appreciate you reviewing that because like, so as you were talking about four years ago, you got really serious, um, especially like one year ago. And so, like, I was thinking in my brain, so, yes, um, I think personal development started for me consciously, like, very, very, very smally, about, smally, <laughs> very tiny, about five years ago, and then three years ago was when I got serious about it because the universe forced me to. But my point is, is that I started to struggle again in August of 2020, and I started to realize and figure it out around spring of this year, and now here it is, it's taken all summer to kind of regroup and starting to execute changes by fourth quarter of 2021. And so the reason I said this is because it does not matter how long you've been doing it. It doesn't matter how many years you have built up. It doesn't matter how many books you've read. The whole point to me in telling other people's stories and about where I'm at and where you'll go and so on and so forth is to understand that expectation is that I think that sometimes I know for me, at least, that I had brainwashed myself to thinking that there was going to be a personal personal development tip, um, spiritual development tidbit, something that was going to change everything for me, that it would have been, that now everything is easy forever. Like, I was going to reach enlightenment and be like a Buddha in this, this <laughs> whatever, this era. And... Um, you know, as you had mentioned, that was that's one thing I believe in too. Is that, um, oh shoot, I scrolled myself out. What I was going to say right there. So I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that because what I really have taken away, at least this time around. Oh yeah, I, I worked my way back now. That's exactly what I say too. Is what you had, what you had said earlier was that you know um, what you're able to understand is that when you go through these little trials and tribulations, 
you'll understand on after you've passed through them through personal development you can survive it you did survive it you witnessed yourself actively and consciously survive it. i mean you've survived everything to, up until this day otherwise you wouldn't be here but you didn't start paying attention you would beat yourself yeah. up you, you breeze past that trial and tribulation and you just pinpointed right to the future because what's next the next shoe's gonna drop the next bill's gonna come and that was that survival mode that we just all habitually are in as autopilot and so personal development is an awareness of slowing down reconnecting it's all that woohooey but it's it takes you out of survival mode and into i mean ideally thrive mode but that doesn't happen overnight just from reading the book or having the awareness it is the, all the work that we're talking about and the most important thing for me is like because you had you mentioned it perfectly for me because i made some notes about it. the same thing i noticed for myself is that after having this dark night of the soul for almost nine months something like that i don't know is that i didn't beat myself up about it like I one thought I probably would because I had in every other instance in the past when I had a backslide it just felt different this time I was more loving to myself I was more understanding that there was a bigger picture at hand it was that all what you had said which was a huge aha moment for me earlier was that it wasn't a crashing down of one instance it was this happened with one of my friendships I wasn't expecting uh, money's actually been going fairly well for us which is just shocking but I say that all the time is that usually life is about having those five areas and usually something at least rocky in at least one of those areas. So, you know, my personal relationship with my mother was very rocky. So there were things that were starting to kind of add up on the weight of feeling in flow to sliding into the negative. And because it was happening slowly and not fast and tragically, it wasn't something I was noticing every day. And the reason I feel like I was being, I was able to be gentle with myself is because not only do I try to preach to myself and everybody I talk to is that you, you need to slow down and recognize how far you've come. Not by just going, yeah, I'm 35 and I've survived. No, I'm 35. I've survived. I survived having a blended family. I've survived, you know, whatever I could list forever. That's the point is that's the point (laughs) to reflect and really congratulate yourself because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. And you need to be your biggest cheerleader. So Having said that, my biggest point was that in this moment, I I do that. I go, okay, I put on 20 pounds, but I just went back to the Y and signed up yesterday. Because I learned during that year of flow that my body does feel good when I'm doing something I want to do. And it's not necessarily to be a bodybuilder which is great if that's your goal it's not definitely not to run a marathon which is great if that's your goal it was that I wanted to have energy from the moment I woke up till the minute I put my head on my pillow and I can feel myself not getting there anymore I can feel myself wanting to just be a sack of potatoes and being okay with it and like you said I I didn't see no meme but that's exactly what I'm feeling on the inside is like I can feel myself I told Tony that the term I say is I feel slothier and slothier Like, I just feel myself caring less about the choices I'm making about my food. I feel myself not caring about taking the dog for a walk, so I'll do it tomorrow. And that's important because I'm not there. I'm not eating perfectly, but I'm still making better choices, and I'm still walking the dog as much as I can, but I'm in pre-fuck-up mode. I haven't slid so far back that I'm, I'm in this awareness of your tools are not sharp. You need to sharpen them. Does that make sense? Yep. So I feel that. <laughs> what do you feel like are some things you've retained? So just as an example, if you need to think about it, like like I said, like I I I am in a better place with a relationship than exercise because I hated it. I hated it my entire life until it happened to work out for me this last time around. So um that's one thing. Like I know I can move my body. I know I can clean or eat and fast. Like just what are some things you feel like have stuck with you as you're starting back up in your journey? Uh well, I mean food is a big thing for me as well. Uh, because I've struggled with weight my whole entire life. And finally, last year, I found something that worked. And what's crazy is, like, when you talk about, like, your pre-fuck-up mode, like, I'm going through the same thing, like, literally right now. Because I know how good my body feels when I feed it good things. Yeah. And part of my mental, uh, I don't want to say unstableness, because I'm not crazy. <laughs> but, but that's part of my my issue is like I comfort eat yes I you know do things like that and it, I feel myself like not my body good so I mean when I do like I it literally two days of just drinking as much water I'm supposed to and you know cleaning myself out the way I'm supposed to 
makes me feel like a completely different person. And that's one thing that I've embraced is not doing a diet, changing my lifestyle. Even if it's mm-hmm. eat whatever I want, but drinking the, the amount of water you're supposed to every day or, you know, not drinking sodas like I love because I love soda. Who doesn't? Right. But what's funny is that that always reminds me when I think about my soda it's how we both quit drinking soda at the exact same time and didn't even tell each other yeah kind of crazy like I went to you and told you oh I haven't drank soda in a month and you're like what I haven't in almost two months I didn't even tell anybody I'm like what but no that, that I found myself a couple months ago I stopped and got me a Dr. Pepper and it tasted so good and then two days later I went and got me another one and I'm like okay then like and I'm diabetic too so it affects my body more. Yeah. But uh, what were we talking about? So what things... What you was your like... question again? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Like some... Basically, like, what are some skills or things that you feel like you've kept consistent um, while from the backslide to the comeback? Uh, well, my biggest thing is I am a very... I don't even know the right word for it. I, I like to write things down. I like to have things to look at. And like my gratitude list, that's one thing. Then I know people do that exercise in so many different, for so many different reasons in their life. But literally, that's one thing that I have been consistent with. Even when, you know, I go through my backslides and I go through my my dark moments and things like that, like I remember, write a gratitude list. And right then, I may write that gratitude list and I feel it, but I still feel like shit. But then in 10 minutes, like I think about that gratitude list again. And it kind of is, it's like what they say in school, you know, the you learn better if you write it, you say it, and you, uh, something else. Read it, write it, and say it. Yeah. You know, that's the way to get stuck in your brain. Yeah. And without even like consciously doing that, like it literally, it'll come up in my brain again and I'll think about it. And even though I'm not even doing the exercise anymore of of trying to be grateful it it sticks with me yes. because i've made it a practice i've made that a part of my lifestyle because it helps you know and like i see that when i see other people you being one of them there's a lot of other people too that post every day about being grateful that's a reminder to me you know that's that's the biggest thing that is stuck in my brain is there's always something to be grateful for right it really is, you know, and I don't, that's not even woo-hooey. Right. That's just, you know, that's just like, look at your life. And if there's 150 things that just, you can't stand about it, what's that one thing? And that one thing will be the thing that digs you out of that hole. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's many times that we have a thousand things on our plate that we cannot control, but there's one great thing that we can stay grateful for. And that'll pull us through all the other bullshit. So that's the main thing that I've been consistent with. Um, another thing is not being silent. For a long time, like, I don't know, I went through a lot of abuse when I was a kid, uh, and I got hushed. You know, even after I became vocal about it, you know, growing up in my in my teen years, like, I always got hushed. Like, just shut your feelings down, because that's the easiest way to do things. But I have been very consistent with especially the last year I'd say solidly the last year is I talk about my shit and I don't ever assume that I'm right but my feelings have to be valid and not that they're right just because I think they're valid you know what I mean but I approach a lot of situations and I may be 100% wrong but this is how I feel and if I'm not okay with how it feels, like I'm not saying whoever I'm dealing with, like you have to fix that, but I need you to be aware of this because I've learned like when I don't communicate how I'm feeling about any type of situation, whether it be in a friendship, a work, a family, whatever, you know, um, if a stranger cutting in line at a store, okay, random ass thing. That type of thing, I don't need to, like, address that because it's not affecting my life. But anything that affects my life, if I feel negativity from it, I need to fix that. Right. And I can't fix that holding it all in. So, like, when it comes to, like, my relationship with my boyfriend or with my parents or my sister, if I feel something negative coming out of that, I may be wrong, but I don't just shut it down anymore. Right. 
Well, I like you know, I, I, like I try to that. I try to be open when I when I approach. I don't I don't like confrontation. I don't want to like have confrontations every time I feel sassy because I'm PMS in or because of whatever you know. Because there are reasons, so I pick my battles, you know. But when if if it's something that is actually hurting the core of my soul, like I don't hold it in anymore because that is what kept me miserable for so long. Correct. Yeah. And even if it's me coming and talking to you and doing a one-on-one or going to see the therapist or, you know, just, just getting, writing my feelings out on a piece of paper, I get it out of my body because when it sticks in there, it, it spreads. <laughs> it's a negative, it literally like one thing, one bad thing that I just don't want to cause a confrontation. I don't want to, whatever. I don't want to deal with it. Me holding it in causes that emotion to carry over into the six other things I'm doing today. Yes. And, like, I noticed it a lot. Uh, The main reason why I decided that I needed to be more open is because I noticed, like, my children, like, they would do things that are annoying because kids are annoying. But it would affect me so much more. And I got to the point where I felt like I was taking my anger of something else out on my kids. Right. As I chose to hold in all this anger from my job and anger from my boyfriend and anger from, you know, or uh, sadness or whatever, I hold on to all these emotions and I carry it with me everywhere that I go. So I leave a little bit of it in every situation that I'm in. Right. But now I feel like I've learned that I can only do what I can do. But me holding it in is not doing what I can do. Like with my boyfriend, if he does something that bothers me, I respectfully share that to him. And I know that I may be wrong, but at least he knows how I feel. And then we can be grown and and attach that situation. Same situation with my dad, who helps me a whole lot in my life right now. But me and him don't always get along. But I found myself the other day sitting there and I had like created a list in my head of things that I felt like I needed to talk to him about. And finally I'm like, why am I letting myself do that? I catch my talk myself again because it was simple things that I literally sat down and had a five minute conversation with him about. He understood. We didn't agree on a couple of things, but that's okay. Cause we both went into it with that mindset, but I don't carry that on me anymore. So now when I see him, I'm like, Ugh. And I start thinking of this list in my head of crap that he did that pissed me off, you know, because that's no longer, I don't, no longer let that carry on through my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So what I really like about what you were saying is that it's true of all relationships is it comes down to an expectation purpose. Is that like, you were correct when you said, I feel this way and I, and that is right. Like that's the misconception I think about personal development is that you won't feel bad and you do feel bad. You'll still feel emotions. You've been denying them all your life and that's been the problem. So when they arise, it's almost like you think in personal development because I'm going to be kinder, wiser, more empathetic that I won't feel bad about people or their actions. That's not true. You're just aware that what they said or did is not their fault that you're feeling that way. That emotion, number one, is natural anyway. But it's something of your trigger, your subconscious that says, we've heard this form of rejection before, this form of jealousy before. We've heard this at some point in our life, and this is how you reacted last time. So I'm going to go ahead and have you react again. Most importantly, coming to the table and saying, hey, partner, hey, dad, I feel this way. Um, I, I, I'm trying to practice even for myself. I can't, I don't have even the guts to do it yet either. Cause I don't like confrontation is like, I feel this way. And I understand. So Tony has said it to me before. It's like, I feel this way. And I, um, under, I heard what you said and I must be, um, misinterpreting it because I don't think that you'd want me to feel that way kind of thing. Like it's, it's to take the pressure off the other person. Cause if you, obviously the cliche thing is like, you said this and made me feel that way. And then the other person is just as defensive. But when you come to the table and say, we have a loving, respectable relationship 99.9% of the time. And so I'm feeling a way that I don't normally feel in our relationship. And so I need to tell you that because what am I misinterpreting? What did I not get right? What can we clarify together so that I can get your message? You might be angry or frustrated, but I'm not receiving that well. So that's all that it really comes down to. But we're just not fluent in that language yet. So we cope by swiping the Amazon card or doing the hard drugs or whatever. 
because it's sure. much freaking easier because we change our state of mind that quickly. It's, even if it's like you go from, you know, rejection to anger, it's still a higher level emotion than rejection. So you got to climb that ladder. So that was really beautiful. I think that you just like nailed that on the head. Uh, so and I also love how you worked in the conversation because I definitely wanted you to share w- with them. You are an entrepreneurial uh, mindset for sure. I love that you have several businesses and I don't know if you can relate to this, but like one thing as I was kind of discovering other streams of income opportunity last year, especially, and I've kind of dwindled down and fine tuned where my passions and purposes are, which feels really good because I definitely felt kind of like I was flopping all over trying to figure that out for a while. For a long time, though, I struggled with thinking that I was going to have to pick one thing. And like, if I was doing this one thing and I moved to the next thing, that that meant I felt uh, that I was failing in the last thing because I was now doing that. But as a serial entrepreneur, which I think is a really good thing, not only because you get exposure to all these in and out workings of other businesses and industries, uh, you obviously network with tons of people. But thirdly, you really expand your own personal experience and knowledge on just about everything, you know? So it's like taking electives in high school at that, that point. So I love that you were able to share, um, you know, the fact that you, yeah, in the last two years, you launched two businesses and they were wildly successful and they still are wildly successful, which is just amazing. So what would you say um, if you were in August, 2022, listening to this podcast, what do you think Alicia would tell you about how this next year is going to go? Oh man, that's a loaded question. (laughs) I know. I mean, because I just, I feel like Alicia in 2022, it's just going to tell me that she's proud of me because here's the thing. Like I have, I have these goals and I have, um, you know, a lot of things that I'm going to do, but I don't have it all figured out right now. Mm -hmm. But I know that no matter what it is, like I am going to be pushing to move in the right direction. And so, like I said, the the Alicia that I'm going to be a year from now is going to be proud of me because I know, I know where I've come. I don't know where I'm going. I know, I know, I I see the person that I'm going to become. I don't know her yet, but you know what I mean? I, I, I'm already proud of myself for next year. And it's, it's literally 90%. I would say just my mind frame because mm-hmm. I know no matter what, I mean, because with everything that is bound to happen in the next year, I know that I'm going to get through it with grace and I'm going to be in a great place regardless because emotionally that's what I want and that's what I'm going for. And my mind still clouds my judgment and bogs me down sometimes but, and that's probably always going to happen because I'm freaking human. But at the same time, when I take everything with a grain of salt, you know, I literally know that whatever is supposed to happen in my life is going to happen. And I'm going to handle it with grace because that's all I can do. Yeah. I'm a strong ass woman who's been through a lot of fucking shit, but none of it has broke me. That's right. You know, I mean, I've been broken, but none of it has broke me. That's right. So I think, I don't know. The uh, Alicia 2022 is going to be something, I think, though. Oh, well, I mean, you can't I'm not just be. Saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, you can't I mean, not be. I think she's going to be pretty legit. I'm already pretty awesome, so. Yeah. You're damn right. <laughs> well, make sure to let us know uh, where can we find you. Let them know how they follow your food truck, uh, Instagram handles, what, whatever. Let them know. I know I stuck at using Instagram, but um, I do have my food truck business page, which is Bacon Azing. So it's Bacon and Amazing together. Bacon Azing <laughs> LLC. Look it up on Facebook, um, and also you can look up Baked Goods on Facebook. That's where I sell my resin art and things like that. How I got my journey started. Um, but yeah, come check out the Bacon Azing food truck. Get you some good food and. We give love out with every order. Yeah. Like we sprinkle a little bit of love on the bacon before we serve it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. That ain't no joke. Uh, I had the distinct pleasure of telling Alicia after Tony and I had lunch at the food truck for our anniversary that that was the first thing my husband said to me when we got in the car was, Alicia looks really happy. And that was really special. I was, I was so grateful that 
That was completely unprompted. It was like the first thing he said to me. So I was so grateful I got to share that with you. Um, yeah, and as somebody who is borderline vegetarian, aspiring to be vegan someday, I'll tell you what, the bacon wrapped jalapeno <laughs> poppers are bomb in those nachos. Yeah. Tony and I kept talking about those forever too. So um, it's absolutely something you want to check out for sure. It's bomb food, and she's always adding really cool stuff and creative things to the menu. So check it out. Follow it on Facebook. So uh, all right. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here this afternoon. I know it, take, it literally took us all summer to be able to get together in our calendars <laughs> but um, it, it is a true honor that you'll be wrapping up my summer series um, as one of my favorite human beings on planet earth and I look forward to seeing where you go in this next year and we'll have you back so you can tell us all about it for sure if you'd like to ditto ditto awesome. I'll be there all right don't forget y'all if you liked this podcast if you got something from it share it with your friends uh tell us all about it we would love to hear as well and we will see you next week at the podcast uh in the meantime you know what to do especially as flu season is coming upon us we're switching into colder weather y'all make sure to just go see your therapist go to the gym eat cleaner it is super super important that you're putting yourself first too because collectively the only way you change the world is making sure that you you're amazing so stay happy stay healthy and wash your hands. Goodbye!